Hi, I'm Mackenzie. I have autism. But this podcast isn't really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Mackenzie. What our podcast is about is conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Mackenzie and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Moore, one of your hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by The Wayfaring Band. And here, across from me in the sound booth, it's our good friend, Mackenzie. Hi everybody, my name is Mackenzie Bobe Nickel, and I'm the co-host with Andrea Moore on Everybody In. Yes, thanks for joining us everyone. Yes, thank you. We have an awesome show today. I'm super excited. Who is our guest today, Mackenzie? Erica from Hope Take. Yes, our dear friend Erica Ryder and the owner-operator of a local Denver boutique shop called Hope Tank. We'll let Erica tell us about that. Um, But before we introduce Erica and say hi to her, Mac, what's the format for today? So the format today is I get to interview Erica with two questions, and then she gives me two questions back. Which is a huge risk with Erica because, uh, you know, she's got a little mouthpiece going (laughs) on and you don't know what she's going to throw at you. Um, So good for you for being willing. Uh, I'm excited. I will be running interference, (laughs) disrupting as always. That's, you know, my usual role. Um, So should we get started? Yes. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Welcome, Erica. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Um, Mac, before you ask your first question, Erica, would you mind just introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. What's what's your story? Who are you? Oh, boy. That's deep. <laughs> All right. We'll do we'll do the, the quick version. OK. Cool. Um, so I uh, I own a business called Hope Tank. Uh, I am a social worker turned small business owner, which is something I never thought I would do in my life. <laughs> which one's harder? Oh boy. <laughs> Depends on the moment. A hundred percent. Um and what I've chosen to do is use my business uh to try to do my bit to change the world. And um we have a little gift store where everything we sell has an impact and we partner with local organizations, most of which people have not otherwise heard of and um we use the store as a way to really connect the community to things that are happening right here in our community and the goal is to really show them how easy it is for them to make a difference and for them to get involved uh and we want to really break down this perception that you have to have a lot of money or you have to have a lot of time to make a difference and what i found in my work as a social worker was mostly People really don't know where to begin. Hmm. And also most people, unless they have experienced something themselves, they don't really know that things exist. Uh They they don't necessarily think beyond what their personal experience is. So, for example, I worked in the foster care system 
And so people would say, oh, my God, I don't know. You know, I don't know how you do that in foster care and da, 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 da. And I'd say, well, you probably actually know people who have either been through foster care or who are foster parents or who work in the system or whatever. And there are all these ways that you can make an impact that don't necessarily mean you have kids in foster care, that you are a foster parent. Mm -hmm. There's all these ways. And so I think, you know, ultimately what we're trying to do is show people that even just having conversations is far more powerful than people really understand. Mm -hmm. So we have a unique opportunity. We have about 40,000 people come through our store every year. And we have conversations with people all day, every day. Um, and they're really, really intense. And um, my goal in the next year is to really figure out how to capture and deepen that impact and do different things and be mm -hmm. more innovative. Mackenzie, did you know Erica before the Wayfaring Band? No, maybe I access. Maybe I seen you around, but I didn't maybe. really. Yeah, maybe. access gallery. Really, yeah, mm -hmm. but I didn't really. I was in the back, so <laughs> <laughs> you were just spying on Erica before pretty you were much, friends. Pretty much, pretty much. Um. Well, okay. Are you ready to get to know her better in that case? Yes. Let's proceed. Go. All right. My first question is, what is lit? I mean, first of all, <laughs> tell me what you mean when you say that. Oh. I mean, like, so it means what's going on in life. But, like, do you want me to talk about what's lit in, like, my life, in yeah, business your life, life, in your like, life? I mean, I got a lot of layers here. <laughs> a lot of lies. About, uh, how about your life? What's good in your life? What's good in my life is um, I am going to be 42, and I can honestly say it's the first year of my life I've ever felt like myself. Mm. That's cool. I feel like I have spent a lot of time, a lot of years watching other people that I admire and feeling like I'm not getting any of it right. Hmm. Like I'm I'm not doing it my way. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm kind of... Um, thinking of all the things I should be doing and I'm not saying that I'm not still doing that but I'm doing it a lot less and I think I have stepped into um, a new I don't know a new energy and I've surrounded myself with really really different people since I've been in Colorado I'm not from here what? Uh -uh. <laughs> no. You can't tell by the no. way she talks? Every I'm not now from and here. Then. Every now and then, I know. As as it'll Where slip. From? I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yes. cool. So, yeah. So, I'm not from here. Um, And I, I feel like I kind of live my life. Like, there's like before Colorado and after Colorado. And Colorado, I love it dearly, but... Um, my life is very different here. Mm -hmm. And um, in some really good ways and in other ways that are really kind of a bummer. And um, it's taken me a long time to find um, really good community here. And so I think, um, you know, something that people probably don't understand is that Colorado is, is quite a segregated place in a lot of ways, not just um, by color. But also um, by class, by neighborhood, by background. It's a very small town. 
um, Denver in particular. Denver. It's like a small town trying to be a big city. Hmm. And um, there are a lot of, I don't know. It just, I had a harder time. I had a hard time here Hmm. um, in finding my people. And I feel like I have finally found my people. And, uh, and it shifts, man. Like whoever you're around, it, it, it changes your experience of how you see the world. Yeah. Um, and I think particularly in the nonprofit field here, I had a really hard time. I had some really, um, just really difficult people who were just not very kind to me. And, uh, I think they were threatened because they were used to kind of doing sort of lazy work. Hmm. They weren't really doing justice work. They were doing nonprofit work and nonprofit work is not necessarily just it's not necessarily about um freeing people and dismantling oppression it's Mm -hmm. really about like sometimes keeping them Mm -hmm. charity yeah and and that's not my jam like i just don't do well with that um so you brought a little east coast vibe yeah and like (laughs) and i and so somebody said you know uh, they like called Hope Tank the social justice store and I was like it is not the justice store like whoosh, whatever and then I was like it, it is like why is that <laughs> like why is that so bad hmm. but I think what I when some when they said it it made me think because a, again a lot of stuff like people like to call my business a social enterprise let's be real like that already that language leaves people out most people wouldn't use that language it's a business that does good. Like, that's what we're trying to do. We're just a business that's giving back or doing good or whatever. Um, and so when I hear justice, it feels a little snotty and like mm-hmm. a little like you have to know the words and you have to know um, all the history and you have to know all this stuff. And it's like, nah, like you just need to know that you are another human being. I give a shit about you and tell me what your needs are. And I might have resources I didn't know that I had that could serve what you need. And then you, because you got those resources, might be able to serve someone else. Because Mm -hmm. you have resources that you also don't know you have Mm -hmm. for others, right? And I think that's why I pushed back because it was like, to me, justice is like everyone's involved. Like this everybody in concept is also Mm -hmm. about like the ecosystem of changing things. Mm -hmm. Like Everyone has to play. Like when when I was a caseworker, like my young people, I mean, they were unhoused. They were in foster care. And guess what? They volunteered. They gave back because they were part of that ecosystem, too, because they maybe didn't have money, but they certainly had time Mm -hmm. or they had expertise. Mm -hmm. And I think we we got to get out of that dynamic of like. That help is oh, I'm helping you. Right. And like, I'm so great. It's and like. not circular. No, like, mm-hmm. I need you too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I need, you know, but it's like, I need, <laughs> you know, I want to support you and what you want to do. So you, maybe you blow up your photography business and then like, it allows me to refer somebody else to your work. You know? Plug. Mackenzie has Mackenzie. a photography business. Yes. And if you need portraiture, please reach out to the Wayfaring Band and we'll connect you with Mackenzie. Yes. I want to know, though, what okay. question do you have for Mackenzie so we can keep that going so that it can be more circular in terms of that yeah. relationship? Well, I mean, honestly, don't get nervous. I wasn't going to be. I'm not being tricky. <laughs> the don't faces, worry. The faces no. being exchanged. No, my, 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 one of my questions back to you was, what do you think is lit? Like, what, what gets you lit? fired up? 
today what is lit today um i mean i'm almost done with college so i'm pretty happy about that um I did kind of sign up for another like little class <laughs> for photography next semester because nice. I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do if I'm like if I'm done in December and then I have to wait until uh, May when I graduate and um, I feel like I would just be on the couch not doing a lot of stuff so um, I decided to take another. Or you could, semester. you could pick up a part-time holiday gig. Hey. Hey. You know, I mean, for real, that would real. be good. Um, so that class doesn't start until April, so I have a little gap. So um, I have some plans. Um, and, yeah, I'm just super psyched that I survived college because that's been a, a ride, man. It's mm-hmm. been a ride. Um, so my plans are... Um, just to focus on, I have to do this project for Special Olympics. Um, me and my partner Enzo have a snowboarding, um, clinic that we have to do to show that we did it. And so they gave us, uh, $2,500 to do the snowboarding clinic. So we're starting to talk about what we want to do. And that's This was Special Olympics World? Yeah. The international. International ambassadorship that you have? Okay. And um, so I'm going to focus on that. And, um, yeah, so that is that is my plan. And I guess train hard for snowboarding season because that's actually, like, one of my favorite sports to do. This will so. be me, like, with, like, sitting, <laughs> sitting down at the lodge <laughs> with my feet up, having a hot <laughs> chocolate with marshmallows, being like, Yay, sports. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, sports. Um, so proud of you. But that's lit. Um, I mean, I think this is a turning point in my life, too. So kind of kind of scared in so many ways. Um, don't know what the outcome will be. Mm. So I think that will be good. <laughs> Can you say more about what you're, what, where the um, fear comes from? The fear is... If I don't find a full-time job, like, what am I going to do? Um, I don't know what I want to do. Um, I have bits and pieces that I want to do, but I want just to find one that I really lo- like to do. Um, my goal is I want to be in marketing for uh, Special Olympics Colorado um, and a little for a l- the Wayfaring Band. She's Andrea. like wink, wink, nod, nudge, nudge. But that is my all-time goal: is to work for Special Olympics Colorado and then move up to Special Olympics Sona, and that's um, that's national, that's everywhere. So, um, in their marketing, too, um, I want to be a job coach, um. I still want to have my own business in photography, but I'm not quite sure yet. Maybe that would just be a little side hustle, you know? Um, It's good to have a little variety. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems so overwhelming right now, so I just, yeah. I know there are some college students out there that can relate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a big life change. It is, but it's a good life change, too, because you survived, and now you can... Have your dream job if you want to. Or hate to break it to you in real life. Why not? Have your not at all dream (laughs) job for a long ass time. And then one day be like, 
40, 42 and be like, am I closer? <laughs> but that's okay. Because, I mean, I don't know. Erica's nodding. <laughs> I'm just like, but, but it doesn't mean that. I, and I don't mean to be so dismissive oh, of no, dreams. No, no, no. Because, um, you know, for me, I was just like, that was a hard thing in my 20s of just kind of realizing like, oh, that's not how it works. It's like you don't graduate and just get out there and everybody is just like, strike up the band. This <laughs> bitch, this bitch is brilliant. You know, it's just not it's like that. It's like hard. temping. Yeah. And, you know, earning my time and like the the place and just like putting in that time and having yeah. to just keep, you know, just showing up bit by bit. Mm-hmm. But that's also the privilege of just kind of being, I don't know, I'm like, that's what it is. It's like, and we all do it. But Erica, that is my lit. What cool. do you think, Erica? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I don't know. When I graduated college, I had had a really, really tough time. My dad died when I was a senior in college. So I was a hot ass mess. I'm sorry. Thank you. It was rough. And it was, um, yeah, so I was kind of, I was kind of, um, I just need to get through it. Um, and, uh, and then I came, and then I came to Colorado. It definitely was an escape a bit um so yeah but I think um I've been very very lucky that I took some risks um I did I did I did some weird shit that opened up opportunities so like I had some pretty horrible jobs but I always always stayed learning so um like when I was doing casework, I learned about South by Southwest. And so, you know, which is a f- this thing in Austin that um, they have like music festival and a movie festival. But most people don't know there's this whole other part of it called the interactive. And it's all about tech. And I was like not and still am not a tech person. But one little tip, um, anything that I think is dope I always go and find if there's a scholarship because I could never afford to go to these things. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for a scholarship and I wrote an essay about how to leverage tech for good. And I won. It was the first year they ever did it, I think. Um, and I got to go and I got to be around like the most genius people and was like, how the hell am I here? Like, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it helped me keep my brain um, activated and my heart energized and it helped me want to learn more and so even though I was like in this super shitty job literally like folding rich people's towels at a gym literally like till my hands would bleed from the mm-hmm. bleach um, I had that experience so it was like sometimes your circumstance your day to day thing is the thing that gets you through mm-hmm. um, until you are almost, I don't know if it's brave, stupid. I don't know which it is. Because sometimes people are like, it's so brave. I'm like, well, I don't know. I definitely felt like when I started Hope Tank, it was like, well, I got to do something. Like, I got to do something different. I have to. And it can't get scarier and than not knowing. Um, so I, I do think that for me, the job was less important than following interesting things that were happening out in the world and always keeping my 
toes in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've got this job, but like there are people out in the world doing all this crazy stuff that's so cool. And so and and you know, and taking trainings and doing that thing. So even with like the side hustle, sometimes the side hustle becomes your your full hustle. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm doing that now. Like right, hence the wayfaring band. That's how yep, this happened. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um and just yeah, like I, again, I think being around good humans doing interesting stuff who push you in different ways is the easiest way to to find yourself into something different. To be like, oh, I went to this thing I didn't expect, you know? I've heard this uh, many times. I don't know who said it. Somebody famous and maybe annoying. Who knows? But many times I've heard this this notion that uh, we are each the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Hmm. Mm, and it's deep. it is because then I have to I have to self-assess I have to think who am I spending my time with and are those the five people if that's true that I am the average of those five people Damn. am I comfortable with that whoa are you, are you <laughs> one of those it? five <laughs> yeah I mean yeah maybe um let's okay, take a only break only on Wednesdays <laughs> you're definitely my my top five on Wednesdays let's take a quick break Everybody can reflect on their top five, and we'll be back in just one minute. Bye. The Wayfaring Band is an adventure where everybody belongs. But we're not a rock and roll band, are we, Mackenzie? No. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. A band of travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band creates original, transformative adventures for adults with and without intellectual and developmental disabilities. But who can travel with the band? Everybody. Oh, that's right. Everybody can. Well, as long as they're a grown-up, right? I mean, our programs are for adults. Sorry, kids. Yeah, sorry, kids. But if you're an adult, everybody, you too can travel with the Wayfaring Band. Adults with developmental disabilities, caregivers, students, teachers, professionals, activists, interested community members, all of you are welcome to join us on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand. Be a part of it. How can they learn more, Mackenzie? Learn more at www.thewayfaringband.com. Let's go. Welcome back from the break, everybody. I hope everybody had a chance to reflect on their top five people. And maybe you're like all writing little Dear John letters right now being like, I can no longer spend time with you. I'm not not proud of my top five. It's time for me to upgrade. Um, You know, go easy. Everybody deserves compassion and respect. Um, But anyway, we're back and uh, we still have two more questions. So, Mackenzie, do you want to ask Erica your next question? Yes. Everybody needs help sometimes. What do you need help with, Erica? Uh, Well, um, so in addition to what we talked about being lit this year for me, um, the other thing that has been huge is it was... um, I was lucky enough to start working with somebody who knows me quite well as like a business coach, um, which hilariously I'm very also known to push back on, on the word coach. It's not like my favorite thing. Um, Cause I think there are a lot of people who are maybe not the best coaches who shouldn't be doing that job. However, this person's amazing and said to me, 
well, have you ever actually asked for the help that you're struggling with? Because I was saying, <laughs> I have all these struggles. I have all these things that we need for Hope Tank. And like, I love what we're doing, but but we need that we need all this stuff. And he goes, well, have you actually asked? And I mean, I was stumped. And it was like, no, in eight years, it'll be eight years in February I've been doing this. I'm really good at asking for help for other folks. I'm really good at fundraising for people. I'm really good at getting, like, you need the thing. I obsessively get the thing. Like right now, my kid's teacher needs help because they got worms that they got to compost that the kids are going to oh, learn about I mean, compost. Like, you know, like, like, oh no, uh-oh, he did not get worms. worms. Like, not personal worms. Okay, cool. I was like, <laughs> composting. And okay, he's like, cool. we got these worms and like they're eating and they're healthy but they're not like composting anything. Like, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, of course, I'm like, hold please. Mm-hmm. And I like, get on Facebook and I'm like, who can help with vermiculture? Because I didn't know what that was except he told me. <laughs> and of course, in my community like I have created this incredible community mm-hmm. um around me and I had like god knows how many I mean so many people were like I'll come teach a class I'll come it's remember, frightening remember, how remember. many people know about worms is the right point. so um so I'm really good at that I'm really good and and again this is why I was a good social worker was like if I worked with older youth and um there are a lot of different things that young people need coming out of foster care that Littles don't. Um, and so a lot of them are resources. They're really like, help me find this. So I became really, really good at that because every person has very different needs. And um, what I've realized is I've also created a really bad um, example, basically, which is that I do everything all the time because I love it. But I am finally kind of maxed out and it's starting to take a toll on both me and my business and so um this is the year of asking for help Hmm. i have never fundraised in eight years i've never um done a crowdfund i've never done any of that stuff so it's not a secret that retail is not exactly on the ups and um you know thanks to our consumer choices um, that's really not going to change. Right. So, um, so I have a reality check, which is that, um, while hope tank itself is working, right? Like it's paying for itself. It's paying its people. Um, it needs to pay its people more and we need more business. And I have a whole other business plan. I want to launch with the business. That's going to be dope and amazing (laughs) and I'm obsessed but it requires money um and the other thing that I created in the last year was this thing called the hope slingers guide which um is basically a response to our community saying we want to do better we want to support small business we want to support black owned businesses we want to support blah 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 and then when I realized like no one could find me if they search for women-owned business because I'm not a certified woman-owned business. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to be. If if I'm not going to do work with the city or the state, there's no reason to go through that. Like, you wouldn't go through that process because it's really hard. It's a lot of work. Um, if you weren't going to, like, do photography for the city that's, like, $10,000 and more each time. 
Um, and so I realized there were all these people being left out of our local economy. Um, and so I started this thing and it's an open source guide. And so the idea is that it allows people to be spending their money with intention. So I can say, you know, I want to support a black owned coffee shop or I want to support a queer owned um, graphic designer or whatever. Um, but for it to work in the way it's meant to work, it always has to be free. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want it to not be. And so it needs money. And I've been doing it for free um, for a year. And so I've been finally like I've now created, you know, some opportunities and talk to people about it, just saying it out loud because everybody hits me up for it. They want to know who's doing this stuff, including our city and including our mayor and all these people who they all want me to bring those businesses to them. But it costs money. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is really hard. Because there's something about asking for help that feels weak. And that is not about anybody else but me. Oh, and this is why, sorry, but this, like what you just said, exposing that, that something about asking for help seems weak, exposes the, the problem with the charity model, right? Because if we are going to get really invested in helping people mm -hmm. then we are invested in them being weak yep. and needing help and then i'm invested in me not needing help and that's the problem right is that it's a lie that i don't need help and it's a lie that certain people only need help and have yeah. nothing to contribute um and this idea this lie about weakness is i think you're right underpinning such a huge part of it and it's a huge shame because it's just it isn't we're not you know, that's not how we, how, how, how we operate as human beings. We do need help. We need support. It's when I'm being vulnerable and saying, oh my God, I don't know how to ask for help. Like when I share things about my experience and sh for people who think I have it all figured out where I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. It's actually really powerful because if I can show that like people who think I I'm really, really successful and I ask for help, then it means that other people will hopefully skip some of the time wasting that I did and ask for help sooner. That's my hope, mm. right? Like my hope is somebody will listen to this podcast and go, oh man, like she's got a really cool business and da 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 and like they're doing all this stuff and she didn't figure that out for eight years. Maybe I'll kind of get there Save quicker. myself eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Why not? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's weird. And I get asked to, to mentor people a lot. Um, and I've been much better about saying like, I am looking for a mentor. Hmm. I am not in a space to mentor someone else. I, I mean, I have a couple people who I definitely, you know, like they call me mentors. I just adore them and I help them where I can. Um, I wouldn't call it that whatever, but I need mentors. So even asking for help isn't just about funding. It's like me literally asking people, what do you think? Mm -hmm. um, you know, are you willing to give me some feedback? Mm -hmm. Mac, what do you hear that you relate to and what Erica's talking about asking for help is being hard or, I mean, are there any connections that you're making as you're listening to her? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't like asking for help either. So that's I'm a connection. Learning. Yeah. So I'm learning as well. 
Um, I'd rather just do it by myself. Um, where do you think that comes from? Not asking for help. Myself, I'm just not confident. I think um, I'm scared that someone will say, no, I can't help you. And I was like, okay, cool. But, um, but like, I had a situation happen yesterday that I called Andrea. I was like, I am freaking out right now. And my bad. She was, like, kind of out of town, too. <laughs> but, um. And what did I do? <laughs> she called me down, and she asked me, who else could help you out? And I was like, no one. <laughs> and then. She's like, well, I don't think that's true. You have a whole bunch of people that are willing to help you if you just reach out. And then she's like, why won't you ask them? I was like, because they may be busy. I'm like, I, you know, yeah. So did you reach out to anybody? I did. I reached out to my friend Carly. And how'd it go? It was really well. She helped me out a lot. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, yeah, I was out of town, but that doesn't mean I don't have time for you. Yeah, but I was, like, I was hesitating anyways to ask her, but, like, I didn't have anybody there at the time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, just do it. And so I did it. Nice. Yeah. Well, you can always reach out to me, too. Hey, I got you. For real. I I think that's what you just said speaks to a lot of it, too, is, like, why do we think someone else's time is more valuable? Mm. Like, I always do that. Like, or my staff does it to me. They like don't let me know about stuff that's happening at the store, and they're like, "We didn't want to bother you." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I needed to know. Yeah, you know. So there is this, and no matter how many times I say to them, it's important that you communicate with me. My time is not any more valuable than your time, and they're like, "Oh, but you got the kids," and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you're my priority." Like, Mm -hmm. the you know, we're a team. But it's interesting how we tell ourselves that, right? Like, oh, man, I don't want to bother them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But it takes practice. And what I like about what you both said is, like, you don't have to feel 100% sure of yourself in order to do it. You can feel completely unsure and do it anyway. Okay. Okay. It is the final. It's the final countdown. No, it's the final. It's time for Erica's final question. All right. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I just want to know, what is it that you most hope that people will get out of listening to this podcast? What What do you want them to think, feel, do? What's your what's What's kind of in your mind? What What this is going to be about? Hmm. The podcast. Yeah. Oh. Um. I guess getting to know everybody. Everybody has a story. Not always assuming that people are okay i guess um knowing that everybody is in everybody is the same ish kind of but not the same um knowing that people with disabilities do have an outcome i guess you're not you don't have to um just be at home or anything you can do whatever you put your mind to it and then for um uh that's i mean keep going you're doing great Um, it's awesome with people that don't have a disability knowing that um 
that this to change their minds and help everybody and not just always assume that they're mighty and they can do whatever they want i guess Mm. um knowing that everybody should be treated the same and yeah do you think that in your experience have people without disabilities assume things about you before they ever oh knew yeah. you yeah like what like they don't believe that i have autism because i'm just so like out there um just uh um but i do need help and i guess people sometimes assume that they will just do it for me and i don't really like that so um don't assume i guess like yeah what's been your favorite part of being on the podcast and being a host uh my favorite part is just getting to hang out with some awesome people and getting <laughs> to know their stories um and meeting new people because like sometimes i just like staying at my house and not going out and doing stuff mm-hmm. just going to school come back to my sports and just chill at home so getting to meet people listening to the stories i mean it's life-changing and it's like heartful i guess and it's warm this i'm getting more better being in this tiny room mm-hmm. <laughs> um and just hanging out with andrea i guess because we never get to hang out outside of the wayfaring dance stuff mm. i feel like we <laughs> hang out all the time <laughs> we don't though <laughs> i feel like it's only on wednesdays and then if we don't that's have one any- day out of seven <laughs> yeah that's a lot one seventh of the care. time i see her like once a month if i'm lucky <laughs> And actually, I'm going to jump in and answer your question. It was really cool, Mackenzie, to hear your answer. I think my answer for that, to, to a very large degree, is nothing extraordinary, but utterly ordinary. <laughs> like, that, that, that people will have that aha moment of, oh, I'm not here to be inspired. I'm not here to learn something cute. I mean, that's nice. Like, I like to be inspired. I like to learn new things. But what I really want people to get is that like, oh, this is just life. This is ordinary life. We are all in community on this planet together. And that these conversations that we're having, uh, I don't want them to be groundbreaking, really. And I think the more that we have them, the less groundbreaking they will feel like they are. Um, And that in itself is a radical act, right? The ordinariness to make something that has been othered for so long to create to take from other and to bring into ordinary to me is the radical act and like and that's you know and then i think we all have the freedom as individuals to just pursue our interests outside of those identities we got to wrap it up hey hey we have have got (laughs) we have reached the end of it we could go all night but um do y'all feel comfortable putting a button in it for now and yeah Letting our conversations continue outside of the booth. That's good. (laughs) Yes. Erica, thank you so much for coming and for being our guest here. Of course. Thank you. So happy to have you. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We appreciate your coming back week after week to, to listen to our conversations and feel free to reach out to us at any point. You can email us at podcast at the wayfaring band.com. Let us know what you think. What are your thoughts? Mm. 
Awesome. Uh, yes. And uh, see you next week. Yes, we will be back. Okay. Bye. Bye. Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Later, alligator.